Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning and happy Easter to everyone. God bless you for being here. Let's put your hands together and just give the Lord an offering of praise. Wow. I'm so excited, I'm going to say it backwards. Wow. I'll let that sink in and come back around to you. What an amazing weekend to celebrate the risen Savior and watch this and have fun. Yes, he's risen. Yes, he's changed my life. And I'm having fun. Can those two things be in the same sentence? Absolutely. And if you kind of sort of know God and you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. I'm saying that in an uplifting heart because loving God and a part of what God is doing is an amazing, incredible, overflowing life. And you're here this morning because you probably already know that, but sometimes it just takes a little reminder of the why. Why are we here today? Because we are celebrating the risen Savior, a refresher a reminder of what Easter is all about didn't originate with an Easter bunny didn't originate with the milk chocolate in the package didn't originate with the colorful Easter eggs hidden in the grass it originated with a human being that robed clothed himself the Spirit of God. And I'm excited you're here today. And I pray that this week will be incredibly blessed in your life because you started out in the house of the Lord on the Lord's Day. This is the Lord's Day. I will rejoice. Anybody have any idea what the rest of it says? And be glad in it. That sounds so easy. Elementary. But life has a way of blurring and convoluting that goal. I'm going to help you this morning. If you're able, in honor of the Word of God, the Gospel according to Matthew. Again, those of you that are streaming with us, God bless you for being here. I leverage technology. I love it. And I'm glad you could be here. Those that are in person, a great big old hug to all of you. Matthew chapter 28 reads as such. The day after the Sabbath day was the first day of the week. That at dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other woman named Mary went to look at the tomb. Suddenly an angel of the Lord came from the sky and there was a huge earthquake and the angel went to the tomb and rolled the stone away from the entrance. Then he sat up on the stone. The angel was sitting as bright as lightning, or shining, excuse me, as bright as lightning. His clothes were white as snow. The soldier guarding the tomb were very afraid of the angel. They shook with fear and they became like dead men. 
verse 5, Matthew 28, the angel said to the women, Don't be afraid. I know who you're looking for. Jesus, the one who was killed on the cross. But he is not here. He has risen from the dead. As he said he would. Come and see the place where his body was. Wow. If that wasn't in the Bible, I don't know if I would believe it. If it wasn't in the Bible, I would think it would be some fairy tale story from Pixar. But because I'm reading it from the profound pages of the Word of God, my faith says it's perfectly accurate as to what happened. I want to preach to you this morning on simply two words love reigns. Love always reigns. Heavenly Father, once again, I stand before some amazing people, those that are viewing online and in person, but I pray that the Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, would fill this house and someone's living room, someone's bedroom, some hospital room, as we preach the anointed, profound, prophetic Word of God from heaven this morning, that you will touch earth, touch every home, touch every heart, mind, and marriage. Allow me to flow in the Spirit this morning, as love reigns in this message. I ask this in Jesus' name, and if you would agree with that, would you shout amen? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing this morning. He is risen. So to everyone, I say happy Easter. What a wonderful day. Today we join churches from all over the world and throughout the centuries in celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was the love of God that caused him to come to earth and to offer himself as a sacrifice on the cross. Why? To forgive the sins of the world. It is the love of God that continually offers us new life. So today we celebrate. Today we worship the risen Christ. Not only is it Easter today, but it is also the beginning of a powerful sermon series that we are calling Love Reigns. Together, for four weeks, we'll be discovering all the ways that God's amazing transformational love from our past to the present to the future about what God can do, maybe for some of you what God has done or what God is doing. So I want to talk to you about the profound love of God. And many people underestimate the power of love. I would argue, however, that it's the most powerful force on earth. How many men among us can relate to the fact that you, things that drove you to win the hearts of your girlfriends or your wives under the banner of love? How goofy did you act? What did you do? I have heard harrowing stories of men risking total embarrassment to try to impress the one that they love. Love is a driving force behind the sacrificial actions towards family and towards friends. Love will cause you to do things that you normally would not do. Love would cause you to spend money that you normally would not spend. Can I submit to you this morning that love is powerful and it moves us to do amazing things. But before there was an Easter, there was a Good Friday. Before there was a resurrection, there was a death. For 33 years, 
Jesus Christ walked on earth and serving the hungry and serving the hurting and serving the healing and serving the broken and delivering the oppressed. He was coming under the banner of love because love reigns. Can I tell you something this morning? Love cares. If you care for somebody or something, the love that you have for them will drive you to do what you feel in your heart. You don't think about the time. You don't think about the energy. You don't think about the distance. You don't think about anything other than, I care for this person, which translates in, I love them. How many among us this morning wouldn't do, would do anything for our loved ones? If they're in need, if they're hurting, things under normal circumstances you would not find yourself doing. But the beautiful thing about love is maybe on the outset that someone watching you might say, well, that's a sacrifice. But no, when you segue in with love, say, no, this is no sacrifice. Why? Because I love them. How many times have we sat in hospital rooms by a loved one through the night under the banner of I love them? And somebody at home sleeping in their bed would think, well, that's quite a sacrifice. No, that's no sacrifice for me because my love for them, it enables me to do that. It enables me to have that relationship with them. And after 33 years, he came and he ministered and he showed love and kindness and compassion. If you're here this morning, let me just stop for a moment in my message and say that even though that was about 2,000 years ago, the same message, the narrative and the backstory of why he came to earth is still relevant here today. He's come to heal people and put people back together and rebuke darkness and to bring some relationships back together. Why? Because that's what love does. Love reigns. Love doesn't have an expiration date. Love doesn't go extinct. Isn't it just for the apostles in the early church? It isn't just for the gospels. It isn't just for the book of Acts. No, the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if love reigned some 2,000 years ago, then can I tell somebody in the house or streaming today, love reigns in 2021 as we find ourselves coming out of a darkness and a valley of a pandemic. I want you to know that love still reigns. And it's not a sacrifice, Brother Tony, because there's a connection and he announced the coming of the kingdom and that he would restore all things. And he, he claimed to be God. You know the story. And many believed him to be the true king of all things. But there's a portion of society that did not believe him. And his teachings were causing a lot of conflict in the religious arena. Although he was healing people, although he was restoring lives and sight to the blind, the leopards were restored People were being raised from the dead. But you see, it pushed against their theology about this God thing. Wait a minute. You're not God. You're a forgery. You're an imposter. You're a phony. You're a fake. And so there was this conflict. And because of that conflict, it was forced that there would be an old rugged cross. It was forced that there would be a hill called Golgotha, and it was forced that they would kill the imposter, the phony, the forgery, the fake. But he really came because love compelled him. You see, if you drill deep down 6,000 years ago to the Garden of Eden, it wasn't really supposed to end that way. Have you ever had any, an idea in life 
And it sounded great on the front end, but it didn't really end that great. It was a brilliant idea before we started. But as we got into it, it was the worst thing we thought of. I wonder if creation was that way. That was a brilliant idea. And then along comes an enemy and deception and lies and pitting one against another. But God loved creation so much that he could not let it in there. Love must reign again. And so because of the actions of humanity and people, just like you and I, turning their back and causing problems, hurting one another and destroying themselves. He was compelled by love to descend from heaven and become a baby and to live for 33 years and to kind of hit the restart button, the reboot of life. But people didn't believe him. People came against him. Kind of similar to our culture today. Not everybody's in an Easter service today. Not everybody will go to church today. Not everybody will lean into the tomb, the risen Savior. You see, they've replaced that with Easter eggs and chocolate bunnies and baskets and plastic fake grass. And I'm not even here to speak against that. I'm just saying when humanity tries to replace what God brought with purity, they can never measure up with their forgery trying to match the true love that reigns year after year, my friend. It's not just a once a, once a year. It's not just a celebration on Sunday morning. We're here 52 Sundays in a row celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that reigns inside of us because he's not here. Woo! Come on, someone turn to you and say, that's good preaching. I don't care what you say. If you're new to church, that's just good preaching. If you're not new to church, you should already know, know that. But it's Easter, so let's have fun. And it's the resurrection that we are here and we can be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that God can descend from heaven and he can change our life and he can make us whole again. Why? Because this spirit that I'm talking about is for everyone. And we had an amazing time yesterday, if you were able to come out. A lot of visitors, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughter. I told my wife, I said, I just think the church and people, we just needed a good reason to smile, Brother John, to act like we're getting back to some normalcy. And had an amazing time. But if you were here yesterday and it was your first time, or maybe today's your first time, I just want you to know that the Spirit of God and the love that reigns in this world from heaven is for you too. You say, well, I don't know God. It's still for you. It's still available for you. You see, it's His Spirit that brings us peace and that washes us white as snow. And when I'm done preaching here in about three hours and I'm done preaching... Anybody have any Easter dinners already in the oven? Okay, you can be dismissed. You can be dismissed. No. <laughs> I'm going to be baptizing someone in the lovely name of Jesus today on Easter Sunday, and I'm excited. Going to go down in a watery grave and come up with their sins washed away. Say, well, do they know the whole Bible? No, maybe they don't know any. It's irrelevant. 
It's obedience and say, hey, I want this love. I want it to reign in my life. I want it to reign in my home. I want it to reign in my marriage. I want it to reign in my mind. I want it to reign in my spirit. You mean love can reign on me too if I don't really know who and what love is? Yes. That's the beautiful thing about God. And so they crucified him. And no one understood the true meaning of love. That he was God and he could have just came off the cross. He could have just annihilated all of them that were making fun of him. I know that's what Brother Renee would do, but okay, no, you don't. Boom. No, don't you hit me with that stick one more time. I'm going to beat you when I come off this cross. And get that vinegary. I hate vinegar. Get it out of my face. But no, love kept him up there. And I believe he was God. He could do whatever. He could come off and whip their tails and jump back on the cross, and they wouldn't even know what hit them. I mean, bam, like a ninja. He's God. But he said, no, I love people so much. Do what you got to do. Do what you think is right, because there's coming a day of Pentecost. And I will redeem myself, and I will bring my spirit, the Holy Spirit, You can't crucify it. You can't touch it. You can't quantify it. You can't quarantine it. No, I'm coming back in another form that you can't mess with, and I can fill people, and I can anoint people, but if you think you're going to kill a spirit, my friend, you can't do that, so do what you got to do right now because in three days, I'm rewriting the plan. It's a nuevo plan por todo gente. Excuse me. A new plan for humanity. So they, they kill. Watch this. Watch this. They killed the man, Christ Jesus. You can kill people, but you can't kill the movement. So I don't really, I, how it all went down, but somebody said, if I'm going to come back in a spirit form, you can't put a spirit on a cross. You can't lock a spirit in a tomb. No. You want to kick me out of a human body? Okay, but I'm coming back. And I'm going to come back and feel people. And I'm going to show them the love I have for people. Not only am I going to stay on the cross, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pour myself into people. And the book of Acts chapter 2 says that he poured himself into people. And the Spirit of God became part of who I am. And I became part of who God is. And it shows the love. Hey, I trust you to carry my spirit. I trust you. I'm going to feel you. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to guide you. And if you do a good job all the way through life, there's a mansion that I'm making for you that you're going to come and walk on streets of gold. And I've got this beautiful city waiting for you called the New Jerusalem. But I love you so much. I'm coming back and I'm going to be a part of who you are and where you go and what you think. What is that about? That's about love reigning. Because you know as well as I do, not all of us are lovable. Excuse me. Not all of you are lovable. Come on, somebody. But God makes us lovable. Brother Renee, I love you now. Brother Renee got the Holy Ghost. I got the, I'm kidding. I'm picking on him. Listen to me. But love does things that you can't do on your own. So you say, well, life's not been that good the last 13 months. I get it. But God still loves you. And he wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to experience some newness freshness. Here's here's the beautiful thing about spring. You ever heard this phrase? It's called spring cleaning. I never hear winter cleaning, summer cleaning. What are you doing? Yeah, my wife and I, we're doing fall cleaning. 
What? Oh, excuse me, spring cleaning. Because there's something about the new sunshine, the fresh air, the 80 degrees, the the grass is greener, the sky is bluer, the plants are smiling. It's a freshness, it's a newness. And I just wonder about the resurrection as it was in the spring and God's springing forth to give people new life. And maybe if your life hasn't been that bright and hasn't been that enjoyable, hasn't been that fun lately, I want to tell you there's a fresh day here for you. It's called the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that that God fills people. And maybe someone's told you in the past, hey, no, that doesn't work. That went out with the apostles, the book of Acts. No, that's, that's extinct. That's not. No, 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 my friend, that's not true. Because if we set this aside for now, and I just said, you know what? I've received the Holy Spirit. It's true. And there's people in the house today and that's streaming online that have received the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God loved us so much. We were once sinners, but he died for us that we could have newness of life. And old things passed away, but new things become new when I go down in a watery grave, when God fills me with his spirit. And then that's the epitome of love reigning, not only in heaven, not only on a cross, but inside of you and you and you and your home and your marriage and your mind and your spirit and your thoughts, that's the power of love. You know, you can't quarantine love. You can't box love in. You can't nail love to the ground. You can't, no, because love just goes. And you can be a very lovable person no matter where you are in life because love will find you. That's the beautiful thing about love reigning, that that it reigns and it's available. And he came back and he overcame death. Again, let me just drill down for a minute. The love of God compelled him to stay on that cross. In your own personal life, how many times or how often does love compel you to do the right thing? Well, because you love him. You're in a situation, and love prevails. And maybe you don't respond like you want to. Maybe you don't say what you want to say. Why? Because, you know, it's okay. It's okay. How many times have have teenage kids hurt their parents, and mom still prays and cries her her heart out that night? Why? I love my son. He didn't mean it. He's not in his right mind. He's not in a good place. But, God, you got to have mercy on him. Why? Because that's a mother's love. That's what our Heavenly Father does. He could have made mistakes accidentally or on purpose. But he said, you know, I love you. I died for you. I rose for you. I overcame death. And I love the song they sang this morning, Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down. He's a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. Oh, he'll try to soothe you. No, 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 no. Ain't no devil in hell going to walk on the Jesus in me. Why? Because it's the power of love. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and it's available for every one of us. And if you have not received that spirit and you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus, today is a good day for a good day. Hallelujah. We can baptize you. We can wash away your sins. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to pay for nothing. You just have to say, hey, excuse me, sir, can you wash away my sins? I can do that, but the power of God and the love of God washes that away when we obey the word of God. And so, yes, we can help get your sins washed away. So as I'm preaching, if your sins have never been washed away, I want you to just think about it as I preach. Well, what do I got to do? Just step in the water. In my clothes, in my suit? No, we have robes, we have towels. We got you covered, man. We're away. We got up very early this morning. We're ahead of you. We even give you a t-shirt that says raised to life. Coolness. But what's cooler than that is that God's love is reigning over you. And that you're responding to maybe the voice of God. One of the most popular verses in the Bible is in John 3.16. Anybody have any idea what John 3.16 says? For God so loved the world he gave. Love gives. When we put our faith and our hope and our trust in Jesus' life, the death, burial, and resurrection, he died, they buried him, and he rose again. That's the power of love. It reigns. It's available. And I just want somebody to know this morning that this is a great Easter morning. Thousands of pastors globally are speaking to people about the resurrection. It was probably three or four years ago that we took a trip to the Holy Lands, 17 of us from our church. I personally had never been. I was excited. I was thinking, man, when I get there, Brother Blair, just the scriptures are going to illuminate and be so all the color is going to fill in on the stories. Sister Gidget, it was true. I sailed on the Sea of Galilee, and the tour guide said, you see that hillside over there? So the man of Gadarenes came out of the cave. That's where he cast the spirit out into the swine. Wow. You see this? You see that? Wow, I read about that. And one of the days of our tours, they took us to Golgotha. The day before that, we were cutting through the marketplace. Cobblestone, old Roman sidewalk of sorts, you know. It was just people traffic. There were no automobiles on it. And I saw a sign that said, Via de la Rosa. Translated, the way of suffering. Sister Dolores, I actually walked on the Via de la Rosa. Now, perhaps the bricks came later. Perhaps the buildings weren't as closed in. But to think that what took place on this cobblestone sidewalk that would alter the course of humanity... We finally got to Golgotha, the skull, the hill, to which Jesus was crucified. 
The story is overwhelming. The history. But what was startling to me, what was Golgotha 2,000 years ago and the start of the early church was now a city public bus yard and station. You see, the ungodly, the unbelievers, sold the property, and the transit system bought it, and backed up against Calvary was a row of city buses coming and going out of the yard, parked in formation. I would look up and see where they said the proximity of the crosses were. My head would just drift down a little bit, and I would see a bunch of dirty diesel buses. Wow. My takeaway was, if we're not careful, the ungodly, the unbelievers will slowly begin to wipe out who God is. I took a few pictures with our group. I stood there. They're just doing business. Just another ho-hum day in the life of a paycheck. But I thought, thankfully, who God is and what God is is now a spirit that is not stuck at a location that is not buried in a tomb, that is not wrapped in grave clothes. It is now a living, vibrant, fluid spirit. Hallelujah. For every one of us. So maybe my... Easter gift to all of us is A, a fresh anointing or an introduction to the spirit of love through baptism and through the infilling of his spirit. A supernatural thing. All it takes is faith. What's faith? I believe that. I believe love reigns. I believe I need to be baptized. I believe I need to have my sins washed away. I believe the word of God is true. I believe he really died and rose again. I believe they really crucified him. I believe there was a good Friday and I believe there was an Easter. That's faith. It just I believe. I embrace. And that's all you need today to experience the epitome or the depths of the love of God is just to believe that it's true. And in that belief, as you take a step into your relationship with God, you will begin to see a change in your life. 
So if you'd like to be baptized this morning, we would love to help you do that. Because it takes action. The writer said, faith without works, I'll paraphrase it, faith without doing something, faith without action is dead. So yes, I got to get up and get baptized. If I believe I'm baptized and I don't move, I'm not baptized. If I believe I have the Holy Spirit and I didn't speak with new tongues as the book of Acts says it happens, then I have not received the Holy Spirit. I have to participate. It's a relationship. You see, my wife and I, she's sitting over here. We have a relationship, but we participate. It's not one-sided. It's not lopsided. And if I'm going to have a relationship with God, God's done everything he can to this point. And if you don't know God, the next step is your participation. If you know God, maybe the next step is to get to know him bigger and better and closer. But it's never stagnant. Relationships are always evolving. After been married to my wife for over 40 years, I finally got her trained. She does everything I say. It's evolved. Didn't start out that way. But she hung in there and she listened. And she obeyed. And she submitted. And she apologized. As you, you can tell I'm not on my notes anymore. I hate to say I'm flowing in the Holy Spirit right now. I'm flowing in the flesh. But my point is, the longer you have a relationship, the more you get to work on it, it becomes better. And it's the same thing in our relationship with God. So I want to help somebody here to enhance their relationship. If you're able to stand with us this morning, could you do that? I'm going to pray for us. And as I'm kind of closing and winding down, if you'll get the baptismal ready, Sister Dolores, I know your friends here, if, you'll, if you guys will step out and get ready to be baptized. But let me just ask one more time, not as embarrassment, but if you're here and you've never been baptized and you would like to be, it's simple, easy. I'm going to ask you to do this. Brother Blair, brother, one of our ministers over here, if you would just step back by the back door... This is one of our ministers walking back. If, if you want more information or you want in, about baptism, just go see him privately. I don't want to embarrass nobody. I'm not into that. I wouldn't want to be embarrassed. I don't, that's not my personality. But I don't want to overlook someone that says, I, was just embar- I, I want to know about baptism. and I want to, I want to start spring cleaning, but I, I didn't want to go up in front of her. I, I get it. I would probably be the same way. So Brother Blair's back there. Ask him any questions. He'll help you. We have everything you need if you want to start a personal spring cleaning today. We're ready because that's what love does. It gets ready and it services the people that they love. Let me pray for us. We have, we're still kind of in social distancing, so thank you for working with us with temperature checks and masks and social distancing. But we got five spots up here that we social distance. If five of you in the house want to just come and pray, I want to invite you to do that as I pray. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an incredible Easter. Thank you for your love that reigns and reigns and reigns. Thank you, God, for not limiting to just this weekend. But your love on Calvary, God, goes year after year and generation after generation, family after family and person after person, God. Age is irrelevant. Location is irrelevant. It just takes faith, God. And I want to say thank you for helping us and loving us. 
Lord, those that are streaming, those that are here, God, that you would descend and let love reign in their life personally. I pray, God, that you would help change some lives, restore peace, restore happiness, restore health, Lord. We trust you and we believe you. These things are so in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.